0: This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Health Director Adrian Byrne. Welcome to Issues 2022, Adrian. Good morning, Steve. You know, on 60 Minutes recently, President Joe Biden said the COVID pandemic is over. Do you agree?
1: It's not a black and white thing. And so the way it was phrased was, you know, people aren't wearing masks anymore, so we're good. And we still have plenty of COVID cases in the United States and here in Kansas. Now, in Sedgwick County and everywhere, it's really hard to know exactly how many cases we have because so many tests are being done at home. So we just know what is done and we're, you know uh, tested in the laboratory, and then we get those results. So that may show that our transmissibility is low, but I... Don't think it's quite that way because I know so many people that are sick currently.
0: Yeah, oh, So yeah. it is
1: still, it is still in our community for See, sure.
0: Still here, but does it fit the definition of a pandemic yet? Uh, I guess that's no, it
1: doesn't. You know, it it is. I think we're in the place where it it is part of our our community, but it doesn't have to be as widespread as it is. If people six months and older that can be vaccinated, get vaccinated. Well, it, it definitely, the, the vaccine doesn't you know, say that, it, that we can't get COVID, but it still protects us, for the most part, from severe uh, disease and death. And even if it's not severe disease, I had COVID and I'm vaccinated in June after a vacation, and I didn't feel very well. So, even though it's endemic, and some people say, oh, it's like the flu, I can get it. Well, you don't want the flu either. You feel really bad, <laughs> and then you miss work.
0: What should we know about uh, the most recent COVID variants, Adrian?
1: Well, and that fits into the uh, updated new booster, because right now, 100% of our new cases are the Omicron BA4 and 5 variants. So the new booster that we have and that is in our community is a bivalent and that means it has both it targets both the original coronavirus and the BA4 and 5 variants the original Coronavirus is very different from the virus we have now because it's mutated so much. But the studies have shown that in order for the new booster to be as effective as it can, that we still need to have those two primary uh, doses, either the, you know, the one Johnson & Johnson or the two primary of Moderna and Pfizer under our belt for it to be as effective as it can be just need to wait two months after your last dose, whether it's you've had all the boosters or whether you just had the primary, whatever was your last, as long as it's those, as long as you have that primary to build, to have that foundation, two months and you can get the booster.
0: So I guess what you're saying, you're you're still recommending uh, uh, boosters, uh, COVID boosters this fall then, huh?
1: absolutely and that is for anyone 12 and older can get the new bivalent we do still have the booster for under 12 because the bivalent hasn't been approved yet for 11 and under so but yes everyone still needs to uh, be vaccinated because that's helping really helping uh, keep our hospital numbers uh, down and even though there's, you know, that natural infection, that natural immunity that we can have a little bit after uh, we've had COVID, you don't want to rely on that. And in the very beginning, we would say, oh, you're good for six months. Well, that's not the case anymore because these variants are are changing. So if someone's had COVID recently, it, it's recommended that you wait three months and then uh, get that booster for the protection that you need.
0: Well now will these shots continue to be offered free of charge, Adrian?
1: Well, currently, and I, I know that at some point the government is looking at uh, stopping that. so you know right now places can charge an admin fee, which can be up to you know 30, forty dollars. but uh, we are still giving them at no charge um, at our mobile clinics and at our 2716 West Central location, just need to make an appointment to come into the the clinic to be vaccinated, Uh, but those still are uh, at no cost.
0: How would you describe the impact of this pandemic here in Sedgwick County over the past year or so?
1: Oh my, well, you know, in in the beginning it was awful because so many businesses uh, either were uh, not able to be open, so much by the pandemic, people weren't going out, there, there were um, limitations on the number of people that could be in a business and uh, gatherings, and so it affected. There's, it, there's a shortage of people to hire.
0: And uh, do you have your own bout with COVID? I think you just mentioned it. Mentioned I it did. A minute ago. Yeah.
1: I did. I had never had it. And then my daughters and I went to Mexico in June. Uh, we were one of the only ones that wore K95 on the plane, in the airport. But once we got there, I kind of put it out of my mind too much. And uh, I'm pretty, I, I know when I, It was the first night that I think that I got it because it was the only time we were uh, in an enclosed place and around other people, like eating dinner with. And so, uh, yes, and um, even though people don't want to get the vaccine because they can feel bad for a good 24 hours, uh, that is much preferable to feeling bad for like five days. So Mm -hmm. just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you won't feel bad and be tired Mm -hmm. and maybe out of breath
0: can you tell us about uh, reactions to the COVID vaccines and the boosters Uh, and I'm talking about uh, I've I've talked to people who the the doctors are saying well it could be a reaction and this and that and the other in fact in my own case I had a a little problem with a heart condition uh, after I took the booster or the uh, shot what do you say to that uh, Adrian?
1: Well it's really it's hard to not for people to not look cause and effect and Mm -hmm. you know there can be reactions not saying that there can't be but they are they are few and far between and what we're finding when we dig more into those cases or hear from people that have been you know gone to the doctor and had tests that it wasn't related to the actual shot So any kind of effect that we hear about, it goes into a database that CDC is always monitoring. And if if there are similarities, like Johnson & Johnson, they're able to say, you know, we need to look at what's going on here to stop this.
0: I'm talking about long-term reaction. Uh,
1: Uh, Yeah. And that is another great topic, Steve, because (laughs) people can say, you know, I don't want to get the vaccine because I felt really bad for a day or two after but there are people that are being called long timers that have long-term effects from being, from getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, 30 year olds I've spoken to that still, they, they're not back to exercising after eight months because their lung capacity has been you know, damaged by um, COVID. So and that's just one of the many ways know of any uh, here in Sedgwick County of long term from Don't have a long term term effect. You know, had difficulty breathing for about three months after, but there are people where it's much longer if they do get COVID. So it is not worth the risk.
0: Do you think uh, health officials responded? I'm generally speaking here, responded quickly enough uh, during the pandemic, or as we realized there was a pandemic? Do you think that overall health officials got got a handle on this quickly enough?
1: You know, it's really um, easy. To sit back and criticize people but there there were so many decisions that needed to be made and uh, you know did we have supplies quick enough uh, to be able to test people no I mean that was really hard because we could only test those with symptoms at first and that was really hard and so that the the Um, chain, supply chain, wasn't ready uh, to be geared up that quickly. So I think the important thing is that you know, hopefully on a federal level, they've learned a lot. I, I know here in Sedgwick County that every six months we do an after-action report with all staff. And we've recently gotten our community partners uh, together. And about 80 different partners came. And we're going to be meeting with them again to let them know the results of that meeting. And then to get into work groups uh, looking at, you know, we, we, did, we asked them, you know, what could Sedgwick County Health Department have done to respond better uh, and also to meet your needs and then the other question was going going from here on structure we need to be prepared versus money coming in when there is an incident or a pandemic and then it dries up again which happened after
0: H1N1. You do know, and it became so it became controversial and political uh, on what steps need to be and made and people did not want to be it told did. what to do and they had personal freedom. Uh, it did, did the government go far enough or too far in dealing with covid or was it just right? You
1: know, it, it was, I, I think, one of the things that made the biggest difference this time around that we didn't have really during uh, H1N1 in 08 was social media. And so everyone's talking on social media and there's so much, in, you know, uh, lack of correct information that was um, being shared uh, that it was really difficult for People not to respond for politicians not to respond because they had their constituents uh, you know pounding on, on their door so it's just you know again it's it's easy to sit back and say you know this person shouldn't have done that and what was it politicized yes it was but we also need to be aware of the effects on everyone involved because of the panic in the community and the misinformation and the demand for information because of anxiety. And um, our commissioners and other politicians felt the need to be able to respond and give answers.
0: You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Health Director Adrian Byrne. Uh, Let's switch up and talk about something else for a second here. What is monkeypox?
1: Monkeypox. Well, and that is... Uh, something else that we didn't expect. And, you know, prior to the last, oh prior to 2000, it really was um, animal to human transmission. And so just recently, and recently being, you know, since the 2000s, uh, it, is, it has, there are cases now that are human to human. So we are dealing with a uh, new virus, really, because it has changed. Uh, like COVID did from the very beginning. So, you know, right now, 90% of the cases in the US are uh, gay and bisexual men and other men that have sex with men. But it still really is not, we cannot call it a sexually transmitted infection, because you don't need to have genital contact to get mo- monkeypox. So there have been cases of babies in other states that have had monkeypox because they may, you know, be it been wrapped with the same towel that that person used that had lesions from monkeypox mm. and then they get it. So it, it's still the same things that we do to prevent the spread of illness and disease is true for monkeypox. If someone has the flu or if someone has, uh, you know, what we think what people call the stomach flu but really isn't the stomach flu, uh, you don't want to share towels. You don't want to share your bed sheets. You, you, you need to be careful. If someone's sick, you, you need to do your best to stay away and to just wash the hands, uh, keep your, you know, hands away from the face, all that, all those things that we do uh, is still important and pertains to monkeypox.
0: Is the public in general public in, in danger here? What's, what's the level of concern for the general public? What do you think?
1: Well, we, you know, what we are hearing and the data right now is showing that we are at low risk. Now, we have three cases uh, in Sedgwick County, um, but... Right now, what we do is our uh, health department staff at West Central are trained to assess and identify and then take samples to test. And if someone does uh, end up being positive, then we find out who their close contacts were, who they lived with, and then we can get people at risk vaccinated. And then that that.
0: Okay, so uh, is the flu season here now? Are we in the season?
1: We do not have our first case yet. And even though flu is not a reportable disease, and that's where COVID will get uh, sometime soon, hopefully, even though it's not a reportable disease, the hospitals do let us know when they have their first case because then we can say, hey, it's in the community, and so let's uh, rev up our uh, prevention because flu spreads pretty easily and if you've had the flu you feel downright awful Mm. for five to seven days and it is memorable i've had the flu one time and i get the flu shot because i don't want it again and the flu shot doesn't protect us 100 percent because as you know the flu shot every year is based on past year viruses and so there could be a new virus mutation that's not part of the flu shot but uh the, the flu shot will help prevent uh, hospitalization and death, just like
0: the, the COVID. That's was my my next question. How effective will the vaccine vaccination be for the flu shot? What? The,
1: uh, well, we we will have to find out, but it does protect again, two types of against two types of influenza A and two types of influenza B. So, uh, if there's another type, and there could be. some protection, and even if someone does get the flu after they're vaccinated, it typically reduces the severity and amount of days someone is ill.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you think our schools and other public entities are are better prepared for the cold and flu season after the experience of dealing with COVID?
1: Well, I, I think that everyone is much more aware of what you need to do, and wearing masks uh, here in the health department because we're going to be going into flu season and we know it works because the last two flu seasons we've not we, we have barely had flu season now our bacterial pneumonia cases are up and so if that's any indication um, and if there's not a direct there's not a direct connection but if if that is an indication because it's up now compared to the last two or three years Home, whether from work or school, if you don't feel well, particularly during flu season, uh, but anytime, uh, And wearing a mask if you're in a household around others and you have something contagious helps a lot.
0: We're hearing reports of polio cases in parts of the U.S. Uh, how big a threat is that here in Kansas, do you think?
1: You know, at, at this point, low. Our epidemiologists are always doing surveillance as far as monitoring what is going on uh, first in other countries and then in the U S and more closely in surrounding states that might be, uh, might be having our community at risk. At this point, there's uh, low concern, but we have our antennas up and are monitoring that.
0: Is the health department being funded adequately Adrian?
1: You know, right now, through uh, ARPA, which goes until 2024 for us, Uh, we definitely have more depth than what we've had before, but we need continued money for infrastructure because if we don't have it, then after 2024, we're back to where we were. And that will be not enough depth to be able to adequately respond and be prepared next time. And there will be a next time in the next 10 years that something crosses the ocean and we have another, hopefully it won't be coronavirus, but we have something that we need to be able to respond to.
0: Right. Hope we've learned some lessons then. Uh, Right.
1: Oh, we certainly have.
0: Yes. Now, do do we have enough doctors and nurses in Sedgwick County?
1: We, you know, I can't really respond to the doctors, but I know that um, nurses are, uh, we do not have enough nurses. We are short nurses here at the health department. And uh, I would imagine that the hospitals are still struggling some with getting nurses. It's been uh, a very trying and traumatic uh, last two and a half years for nurses that are in hospitals working with, in medical staff, working with COVID cases, seeing so many people die because they weren't vaccinated and it has taken,
0: downtown Wichita, there's some some plans for medical school and uh, down in the downtown area that uh, are pretty exciting, are they not?
1: Yes, they are. They definitely are.
0: Well, that, that might be an answer right there. It's a, more people involved. Well, in, we uh, in the also
1: need nurses. We, we, we need people. I'm not sure if, if more people are going into nursing now or less because of what they've heard, you know, during the last two and a half years. But, yes, bringing more people into our community, some stay. Not all the med students stay, but we do keep some, and that is important.
0: Well, what do you say to someone who may be contemplating a career in healthcare? It's been a, a tough couple of years. How about if somebody's planning it, to maybe get involved in this?
1: It, it has, you know, we, we've lost uh, probably close to 40 uh, medical directors and, or medical officers and health directors uh, in Kansas. Uh, because of COVID. Well, not dying, but they quit. Uh, They retired, they quit, because it's been difficult for public health also. And we have new people coming in. uh, So, people are still dedicated to helping the community and to uh, providing them the medical in there and coming into the field to help protect people in the community.
0: Adrian, thank you. Our guest is Century County Health Director Adrian Byrne. That's all for this edition of Issues 2022. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.